Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Request to Speak Talk Radio. Today's broadcast, of course, is Friday Night Joy. I'm Reverend Ray. I'm so glad to uh, be with you today. And uh, we're about to get started in a few minutes, I think. Uh, just want to make sure everything is working. Amen. In the background, you hear um, a song by um, our Sister Josie Alayang from um, for the Philippines. This is a song that I wrote that you actually put it into music. Yeah, so it is called it's called Stand Still. Amen. So I decided to go ahead and use it as a thing for Friday Night Joy for today. I'm probably going to go other songs and stuff like that. But like I said, I just want to get started and um, talk about the different things of Christ and uh, the topic tonight is called the man in the middle. Amen. Okay, it's called the the, the man in the middle. It's coming out of Luke chapter. Yeah, twenty three and thirty three. So we are so excited about that. Let me um, just cut this down just a little bit. Amen. Uh, amen. Actually, I, I like the sound, I like the words to it and the melody and everything that was put together with it. But uh, we can go ahead and get started. Amen. Again, I just want to welcome, welcome, welcome you uh, to Friday Night Joy. Amen. Uh, my name is Reverend Ray. Amen. Or Pastor Ray or just Ray, whatever you decide. It's okay with me. <laughs> or Brother Ray, all, all of the above. All right. We're going to talk about the man in the middle. And it's coming out of Luke chapter 23, 33. And uh, we're going to talk about that and some other things. We're going to add to it, of course, and other scriptures in reference to it. I did do, get a chance to do some deep studying on it. And I'm um, really excited about what God is going to do. Amen. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and open up in prayer real quick. Father God, we come first to give you thanks for your many, many blessings. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. Thank you how you have kept us all week long, God, all day long, God, in this world that we're living from hurt, harm, and danger, God. We give, we, we gave this day over to you, God, and we pray that you will come and have your way, Lord Jesus, even this night, Lord Jesus, those that are settling in from busy work days or vacation or whatever is going on in their life there. So those that are in the hospitals and those that are maybe lost a loved one or those that are suffering and, and lost a job or going through pain or even still dealing with the COVID uh, virus. God, we pray for them also. God, we pray for those that don't know you and those that do. We pray for every pastor, every bishop, every apostle, every prophet, God, Lord Jesus, that, that ministers to your word your word to the people, God. We pray that a great awakening may take place in the body of Christ, that someone might cry out, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to have my life change around? Come, Holy Spirit, come with all your might that you set the atmosphere. We thank you, God, for just being God in our life. So again, we give this broadcast to you. We want to start off doing something a little bit different. Um, We want to give a shout out 
Amen. To everybody that was born in the month of September, happy birthday to you. Amen. And I want to do that first. So I also want to remind you of our, our weekly broadcast of History Brown and Grace broadcast. Right now, it's Tuesdays at 7 p.m. That's subject to change. It might not be every Tuesday, maybe twice a month or something like that. Challenge to change to Pastor Paul Morgan. It's the first and the second Wednesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work with Pastor um uh, Pat Randall is the first and the second Thursday at 12 noon, and uh, Friday Night Joy is the first, the second, and the fourth Friday at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life is still the first and the third Sundays at 7 p.m. Our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. That's um, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Uh, amen. And the dollar number is 667-807-9605. That's his code is 732-499. You should also can listen later at 267-807-9608. That's his code of 732-499. A monthly broadcast is as follows. Life, life, Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday at 7 p.m. Spiritual Knuckles of Truth with Minister Carmen Booker is, is every second and fourth Monday at 8 p.m. Matters of the Heart is every third Friday at 7 p.m. They're coming up next, fri- next Friday, amen. The Board and the Beautiful is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. In Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. That's coming up this coming Sunday, amen. And men already got a topic. Uh, about uh, Max, the question of the seven things uh, that a man needs, you know, some different things with the scripture to, to uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, some different things. Let me check my text. I can make sure I'm quoting it right. But I'm excited about the topic. In fact, it probably will be a, uh, the seven things a man needs in his life. That's the topic. And I'm asking brothers for their opinion. And this will probably be a Zoom call and everything, but we'll probably uh, put it on a blog talk radio later that that afternoon or something like that. But this will probably be a Zoom call. So stay tuned. We'll probably post it on our social media um, um, pages and everything to know how you can reach out and be a part of it. We'd like to, we'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you, okay? Um, so that's um, that's real life, real men, real talk. Amen. At 7 p.m. this Sunday coming up, marriage takeover. The fourth, it's the fourth Sunday. Amen. With Pastor um, the Thompsons. Amen. The, the fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Amen. So we're excited about all that God is going to do. Please, by all means, check out our website, WomenChristianSpeed.com. You can find a little bit more information about us and what we got doing. We're in the process of, of updating it. The website, I'm changing some of the times to reflect the times I just mentioned to you uh, because of different broadcasts. We are looking for people to come on and be a part of other ministry and everything. If you're interested, you can contact with me at woodcrestonspeak at gmail.com. We will we look forward to you. There is a there is a vetting process and everything like that. And uh, we would love to know. We like to we like to know. We like to be a part of a family. We broadcast in probably in over. Uh, we have a listening base in over 130 some different countries and stuff like that, all over the world. All different countries are able to, to get us because we have so many different platforms that we use from 
our from our heart radio to Spreaker to uh, tune in, you name it, we're part of it and stuff like that. So we give all the glory to God with that from that perspective. Now let's go ahead and get started. Amen. Amen. The man in the middle um, come from Luke chapter twenty three. Uh, the main verse is thirty three, and this verse more or less talks about um, Jesus has um, already been the, 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 the Romans and the Jews have already to, decided to um, take him to the cross. He's already been beat and everything. And I know this is a little early, a little late for Easter, but sometimes we need to remind ourselves of what took place at the cross. You know, you know. Sometimes we need to go back to preaching the the the, the gospel of the cost of the, the cross for us because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, for the sins of the whole world, you know, and if they, he didn't leave anybody out. I think I talked about that one time before that, how he didn't leave anyone out. So let's go ahead and, um, and just go forward with that. Let's go ahead for it and start reading. We're going to actually start at verse 20, Luke 23, verse 27. And it says, And there follow him a great company of people of women, which also bewailed and lamed him. In other words, they was crying and they was you know, no doubt screaming. They was moaning and stuff like that. But Jesus turned into them saying, Daughter of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wounds that never bad. In other words, blessed are those that didn't get those don't get that can't get pregnant or never did get pregnant. And the paps which never gave some. Then shall they begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things in the in the green tree, what should be done in the drive? They do these things when everything is is as as well and everything is good. What's going to be done in the drive? You know, I'm, I'm reminded of a verse real quick. That would, God told Jeremiah, if 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 running with the the, the footman uh, uh, hinder you, and I'm paraphrasing, what you going to do, Jeremiah, when you begin to have to run with the horseman? Okay, and then, verse thirty-two says, and there. <coughs> There also were two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. There was two other malefactors. This wasn't he wasn't um, put to the cross, put on the cross by himself. Thirty-three is the verse I wanted to get to. It says, and when they came to the place which is called Calvary, they crucified him and the malefactors, uh, one on the right hand and the other on the left. One on the right hand and the other. On the left. Now, before I read in the first, further, we get into verse 34, I want to read something real quick. I think I got it, that here. All right? Because this was prophesied back in, that this would take place back in Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12. It says, it said, therefore will I divide him a portion with the, the great, and he should divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul into death. In other words, Jesus was willing to pour out his soul into death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sins of the many and the intercessions of the transgressors. And let's go back. Amen. Let's go back to verse 34 that we're looking at Luke 34. It says, this is what it says. It says, then, Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
Forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't know what they're doing. Even at the at the cross, the thing that stuck out with me and stuff that that he said to them, Father, forgive them. He he was looking to um the, of asking God to forgive those that was about to kill him, those that were about to crucify him, those that had caused him great pain, those that was calling him every name out of the book, those that <laughs> let me read on. And the scripture says in, in verse something, and then they said, Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And verse 35 says, and the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him. In other words, they teasing him, saying, he saved others, let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen one. He said, if he, if he be Christ, the chosen one. Okay, and verse 36, and the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. Now, let me stop right there because one of the things that caught my interest that I'm getting read, I, I, I looked at um, in, in Luke, if you go back up to Luke in chapter 1, amen, verses uh, 1 through 4, you see something else that take place. Yeah, that the word if was, was used. And this is what it says in Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. It says, And Jesus, being filled with the Holy Ghost, returned from Judah and was led by the Spirit into wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he, he afterwards was hungry. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered, saying, it is written, the man shall not live for bread alone, but every word of God. Again, he gave them, them, gave them back scriptures. And I go back to verse 39, saying Luke, amen, chapter 23. And it's, again, I read, and it says, um, and one of the malefactors which was hanging read on him, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. If thou be Christ. In other words, and stuff like that, when the, when the enemy did it, Look, my theory, this is just my theory. This is me talking right now. I believe, I know, I believe that the devil knew who Jesus was when he was going through um, the wilderness experience. We've been tempted. He knew who Jesus was and everything like that. But I think, I believe that he wanted to sow a doubt of, of disbelief to make sure that, that Jesus knew. Of course, Jesus knew and everything like that, you know. Of course, Jesus knew, and he and listen. The enemy is is using these people again. Say, if you be Christ, save yourself. You know, if you be Christ, yeah. If thou be King of the Jews, save thyself. You got all this power and authority. Save thyself. And here, this one guy, um, that malefactors who says, and, and when the malefactor was hanging railed on him, he look, he owned the cross too. He's going to die. He's listen. He has been. Sentenced to die, he has been sentenced to die. Whatever his crime was, whether it was bad enough to be put on the cross, uh, to be nailed to the Roman, the Romans decided to nail him to the cross to die. It was a very painful uh, death and everything like that. It was a, it was a, a death of terror to send a message to others that may think to do the same thing. That if you do this, this is what we're going to do to you. Do to you? It was a, it was a, it was a message of terror. If you do this, this is what we're going to do you. He's about to die. But instead of him 
realizing and, and, and confessing himself, he said, and, and when and he said those things, which hang on, he said, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. You know, save your save yourself, and while you saving yourself, save us too. If you're the Christ, you know, you got the power, you got the authority, and everything like that. And so I, it was for me. I looked at it, again for me. I looked at it as another way of tempting. You know, and everything. But even with all all of that, even with all of all of that, you know, Jesus didn't respond to him, and Jesus didn't respond to anybody that was mocking him because he had already said, "Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're they don't know what they're doing." Okay. But in verse four, it said, "But the other answered, rebuked him, and said, that thou not be a God, said thou, and in the same condemnation." And we indeed, so he realizes the other one, the second myth, I realized, he said, and, and, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. Yeah, we getting what we, we, we reaping what we sow. We knew what we were doing was wrong. And this is the outcome of it. But this man has done nothing amiss. You know, he said, this man had done nothing to warrant coming to the cross. But you and I, are guilty in everything like that. You and I are guilty. Jesus was the, the man that was in the middle of two, one on the left and one on the right. One was saying to him, uh, if thou be the Christ, save yourself and save us. The other one it said, it was saying, uh, amen. And we indeed said, but the other one was saying, we indeed just that we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man have done nothing amiss. And then he said, and he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He said, Lord, remember me when thou come into the kingdom. Look, I, he, I can, I, man, we won't there, but can you imagine him looking at Jesus? So like, I don't, like, like, <laughs> I don't see any part in this man. He said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into the kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, to this Today shall thou be with me in paradise. He said, Today shall thou be with me in paradise. Not tomorrow, <laughs> but today. You know, you should be with me in paradise. You know, can you imagine the peace that went over, the, that went over this young man when he saw that? He witnessed this and all that Jesus was going through and how they ridiculed him. The people centered not on the two thieves, the center of the, 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 the Romans attack and the, the people that was there that was, was on Christ, was on Jesus. They were telling Christ to come down off their cross. If you be the king of the Jews, they come off off their cross. You know, do something about it. You're the king of the Jews. If you, you who God said, do something. But this man recognized it like, wait a minute, this man have did nothing wrong, nothing else. Lord, when you get to your you get to your kingdom, remember me. Just remember me. That's all he wanted. And Jesus says to him again, said, Verily Santa shall thou be with me in paradise. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. There became a darkness over all the earth until the ninth, ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent. It rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave he gave up the ghost. Now, when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly, this was a righteous man. 
The, the temple was rent. The sun was the sun was darkened. All these things taking place. He said, "Certainly, there was a this was a, a righteous man, you know. Certainly, there was a, this was a righteous man. Amen. Amen. I, I, when I think about that, that here's Jesus, in between uh, the son of the living God, in between." flesh and in between people that had done wrong and even then he still said father forgive them but they don't know what they're doing the the, the two that was on each side of him was he was already in a place of condemnation there was no hope they was going to die there was no there was, there was no coming back from that they had already been sentenced by the others and peers for, for their crime and if they whether it was justified or unjustified a sentence a judge has passed sentence on them and everything they were sentenced to die you know, but the issue wasn't about whether them died. The issue was where would they spend eternity after they died? And Jesus gave the one that realized, recognized his power and his, his authority and his kingdom. Jesus gave him and said, look, you know, Lord, when, when you get to your kingdom, remember me. Don't forgive me. And he was the only one that Jesus answered. You know, he's the only one. You will be with me today, today in paradise. You will be with me today in paradise. How does that apply for us today? That we're going to always have trials and tribulations and things that we go through in life and everything. We're going to always have these things that come to come to us. But we got to remember that we're, we're in Jesus and Jesus in, is, is in us. That the Holy Spirit dwells in us. And he's our comfortable, comfortable. He's our comforter. He's the one that brings things back to our remembrance. We got to remember that when, even when we're weak, he is strong. He makes us to become strong, you know. He encourages us. He, he presses us and everything. And Jesus, without the, without the cross, listen, without the cross, you and I could not have been saved. Without Jesus going to the cross, we could never, I was telling, talking to someone earlier about that, about the temptations. If he had taught, turned that stone into bread, uh, like the enemy has told him to do, turn this, turn this stone into bread, because I know you're hungry, or go ahead and jump off the highest peak of, the, of the, this, this uh, mountain or this building here, because I know the, the angel of the Lord that gave he did any of those things, any of things, and stuff like that. The cross would have never happened, but Jesus had a purpose. You know, and I'm saying to you that the man in the middle of the of, of during the, the crucifixion is saying today is a purpose that he has planned for your life. And that purpose is to continue to get stronger in him. That purpose is to continue to seek him. That purpose is to continue to hold on to him and not give up. But stand still, like I talked about last Friday, and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. They didn't, the, the, the man on the, on the, the first man on the cross didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. He didn't believe that Jesus was the Christ. Otherwise, he wouldn't have used the word if. If produces a doubt. Let me read something real quick, and amen. It's coming out of John chapter 4, verses 14 to 15. He says, and we have seen, First John, I'm sorry, so we have seen the New Testament that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. God dwelleth in him. You know, the word if produces doubt in everything. But we, we that believe, have to acknowledge, we have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, another one says, 
In John, First John chapter 5, verses 1, I'm not going to read all of it. I might skip it back. But I'm going to read verse 1. It says, Whosoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God, and everyone that loves him, that beget, beget, beget love of him also, that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love, we love the children of God. When we love God and to keep his, his commandment, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandment, and his commandments are not grievous. But verse four says, "For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that, that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. No if ands and but about it. No ifs ands and but about it." I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're going through. But but right now, right now at this point, you have an opportunity to believe that Jesus is the Son of the Living God. You have an opportunity to receive Him into your your heart. He's standing at your door and knocking as we speak. He's asking to come in. Amen. Amen. Let me read a little bit further. Amen. It says, "He who." Amen. This is he that came by water, verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, only but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that bear witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, y'all. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these, these three are one. I was talking to someone about the Trinity, and they were saying the Trinity not, is not in the Bible, it's not biblical and all that kind of stuff. So you're right. I'm not going to debate that. But there are three, and three means trinity and everything. And the Bible said they are one. Okay? The Bible said they are one. And verse 8 said, and there are three that bear witness in the earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. They agree. There's, give, it, give it that. There's a difference between agreeing and being. There's a difference between agree and being. Verse 9 says, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God that which he has testified of his son. There's no if and a but about it. Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. He is the son of the living God. He's coming back one day. He died on the cross for the sins of the whole world. In Romans chapter 10, verses 8, it says, And what says it? The word is not a, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. This is Paul talking. He says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There's no ear. There's a choice that we make and stuff like that. It's not about going to church. It's not about doing the deeds of the church. But it's about accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's no if, ands, and buts about it. You know? There's no if to it. You either believe or you don't believe. You either receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you don't receive. There's no middle ground there. You either trust God or you don't. Okay? Uh, uh, verse 11 says, For the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord 
over all is all is rich unto all they call upon him. No matter who you are, male, female, Greek, Jew, <laughs> whatever, if you call on the name of Jesus, the same shall be saved. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, the same shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The verse 13, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on whom they have not believed? How you gonna believe in something that on whom you don't believe or you have not believed? You know, and how should you, they believe on him or who, who they have not heard? You know, that's why it's important that we get the doctrine out into all the world, all the lands, all the continents, all the the continent, continent and everything. And how should they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how should they hear without the preacher? You know, everybody said we want to be a pastor, but look, pre- all preaching is spread the good the good news of Jesus Christ. That's the meaning of preaching. All of us is required to do that, to go into the hedges and highway and compare men to come in. We all uh, have a mandate to do that, to preach the gospel. You know, not necessarily from a pulpit, but whatever platform that God gives you to preach. And if there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it, <laughs> the man in the middle. Is that how should they hear without a preacher? And how should they preach except they be sent? And as it is, it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. See, preaching is bringing glad tidings of good things of God. But but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For as I said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It is important that we get the word out about who Jesus Christ is. It's important that we give the word out about not only his birth, but his birth, his death, and his resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the fact that he's coming back one day for us. That we, can, we don't have to continue in sin. That we can be delivered from those things that are, sin, are sinful in nature. That we can be delivered. We can be counted as sons and daughters and joint heirs to the throne of God. You know, we can we we can be count, counted as the apple of God's eye. We can receive favor of God in everything. We can be forgiven of everything that we ever committed uh, in everything. Amen. Amen. But I want to read. Uh, but I say have this verse eighteen. But I say have. But I say have they not heard? Yes, really. The sun went out into all the earth. There are words into the ends of the world. You know. Amen. Amen. Another scripture I'm looking at, amen, I'm looking at Hebrews uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. It says, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to things which we have heard, lest any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which is the at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them which heard him. And God also bare the witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own purpose. For unto the angels have he not put in subjection the world to come. Amen. There was speak. Verse 7 said, thou, thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crowned him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of thy hand. Thou hast put us all things under 
uh, in subjection under his feet. But in that he put all things in subjection, subjection unto him, he left nothing that is not put under. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of the death crowned with glory and honor, and by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Jesus died for every man and woman and child. So it says, verse 10 says, for it became him for whom all things and by whom all things and bringing many sons into the glory to make captains of their salvation, perfect through suffering. For both he that sacrificed and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which call he is not a he is not ashamed to call them brethren. He's not ashamed to call us brethren. Amen. Saying, I will declare my thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church I will I sing praise unto thee. And again I will put my trust in him. And and again behold I and the children which God had given me. For so much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the saying that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them, uh, deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For he, for barely he took not on him the, the, nature, the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham, wherefore in all things he behoved him to be made like unto us, brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest and things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. We got a, a high priest that's constantly interceding on our, on our behalf. There is no if and a buts about it. The man that was in the middle on, 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 on the hill did this for us so that we could live, y'all. But in him, he himself suffered being tempted and able to cure them that are tempted. He did it, did it all for us. It was no mistake. It was no nothing. There is no if when it comes to Jesus Christ. There is. There is a promise. There's a yea and an amen when it comes to him. We depend on him. You know, we lean on him. We trust him. We believe in him. On him. You know, we don't let go of him, but we hold on to him no matter what. A man that was put between two malefactors. Some call them, they were considered to be thieves or, or murderers. I don't know that you have to research it on your own. There's some history behind it and something like that. But they were not good, considered to be good people. And so the, the, cross was one of the, the cross was one of the worst ways that possible to die. In fact, they said that cursed be the man that hanged from the tree. That's in the scriptures. That was one of the worst ways to die. It was not just horrible in the concept. And the Romans were very, very brutal. They had it down to a science. They had to inflict the most pain and suffering on the cross. But there was Jesus. And between them, one became selfish. If you mean Christ, save yourself and save me too. The other one, Lord, remember me in paradise. Remember me in your kingdom. He said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Remember me. The awesomeness of God are still applies for us today. It still applies for us today. No matter what we are facing and going through, Jesus Christ is still there for us. 
Yes. Yes, y'all. We, we look, we, we're going to have days that we're going to be discouraged. But we don't have to stay there. We can have days that we're at wit's end, but we don't have to stay there because we know in whom that we believe. We know and we trust in the living Father. We know that he is well able to keep those things that we have submitted into his hands. We know this for a fact. We know this for a fact. We don't have to... Uh, men and women will always let us down. Our government and, and society will always let us down. The kingdom of this world is not for you. It's not. It's not for us. It's going to always let us down. If we persecuted Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, guess what? It's going to persecute you too. It's going to persecute you too. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for the word. We pray that it has been a blessing to someone's heart today. God, we pray, God, that you would just do a great revival, revival through all the world, God, the different lands, even those that are listening to the broadcast and different platforms, God. We pray, God, that you begin to knock on their door and, and to begin to do a change in their life, God, that they may begin to seek after the things of you. Lord Jesus, we need you, Holy Spirit, more than ever. We cannot do it without you. We do pray this prayer in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. And I say, look, God, thank you for joining me, for those who was able to join and listen. Amen. God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Check us out on Sunday when the brothers are on. Amen. I believe we can have a good time. Amen. Oh, excuse me. Uh, real life, real men, real talk. Amen. Uh, it's this Sunday at 7 p.m. Amen. God bless you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.